Hey there, everybody. How you doing out there today? Are you sharing your art with the world? Are you having some fun with the craft? Are you finding things to do daily that that make you feel inspired and motivated to keep going? Today, I'm going to give you a couple things to do that are a little different. They're not necessarily craft related. What we are going to be doing today is looking for wardrobe and makeup. So stay tuned, everybody. This is Let's Get To It, a podcast to empower you as an artist. The reasons why I wanted to go over these things today is simply because as an actor, you are going to need to go in for auditions and you're going to need to be in front of a camera. You're going to be in front of casting directors, directors, producers, and you're going to need to have an idea about how to present yourself when you walk in there. And I will tell you, just keep it as simple as possible. Don't overcomplicate anything. The only time you need to get specific with your hair or makeup or wardrobe is if the casting notice specifically states you need to do so. Outside of that, all you need to do is have very broad strokes, have very no makeup makeup look, very natural looking. And then for wardrobe, just have some basics that you have for go-tos. And you can have different categories, but just have like three or four different hangers ready in your closet. And we're going to go over what those things are today too. So there's a couple different things you're going to be learning here today that you want to do as daily activities so that you get really used to doing this. So it's super easy and that the stress of wardrobe and makeup are not something you're dealing with when you have a self-tape session coming up. And we're going to get started with makeup. And what do we start with with makeup? The foundation. All right, so there's a few different building blocks to remember when it comes to doing makeup. The first one is foundation. And there's just three things to remember with foundation. Number one is that it matches your skin tone. Number two is the finish that you like to use and makes your skin look the healthiest and the youngest and the best. And the third is going to be the type of coverage that you will get from that foundation. So the first thing you need to do is get a foundation that matches your skin. And how do you do that? You could go buy a bunch of different foundations from different stores and just try them out at home and mix them together to see what works and find a good concoction for yourself. Or you could just go into a department store, go to one of the makeup counters and have somebody find foundation that matches your skin. That is your decision on how you do it. I personally like the pampering. So I want to go into a department store and sit at a chair and have somebody put makeup on my face and find out what works. That's just my personal preference. But as long as that foundation is beautiful is a beautiful match to your skin. That's all that matters. How you get there is up to you. The next thing you want to consider when you're getting the foundation is the finish. And you might be going, well, why does that matter? I will tell you why. Because matte finish on me with dry skin and also being over 50 makes me look about 15 years older than what I actually am. 
And I don't like that. I don't like looking at myself in a self-tape and going, ooh, wow, every wrinkle is highlighted. And it has to do with the foundation that I use, that it was drying out my skin. So matte foundation is really not for me. I personally like to use natural foundation and I recommend that type of finish for everybody because here's the deal. If you think it has a little too much shine for you or too much glow or whatever, then what you can do is with your powder is just take down that shine a little bit with the powder. But if you start with matte makeup, you're already looking powdered down. And so putting on more powder will make you look worse. Just keep that in mind. I personally, again, this is my personal opinion, that natural finish makeup helps me look younger, makes my skin look healthier, and just enhances it just enough that I, I look good, okay? And the thing with natural finish is it does not enhance the wrinkles, okay? I don't need that. The, the only time I would need that is if I again read in the, um, in the description that it said that the character I'm auditioning for is 15 to 20 years older than me, then it would make sense. But I don't need to do that right now. I still need to look as healthy and as vibrant and in, as youthful as I can. And natural finish does that better than matte finish. Also, remember, this is not about your personal preference that you would use every single day of your life. This is just for the self-tape. So in your everyday life, you like to use matte makeup every single day with heavy powder and all that. Fine, go for it. But your self-tape, you want to look youthful and healthy and vibrant. And you don't want all those wrinkles showing. So... That's why you want to use something more natural as opposed to matte because matte will bring all of that out. A warning to all of you. <laughs> that, is, that is my PSA on using matte foundation. And the last thing to look at is the coverage. Now here's the deal. I personally do not like full coverage. I always feel like I've just dipped my face into a paint can and now I have to put on more extra paint to make myself look like human and natural. So I don't like doing it. I also feel like full coverage tends to seem very glossy and goopy and I just don't like it. And it just tends to not look good on my skin at all. So I prefer to use something more medium or buildable coverage. And then that way my natural skin still shows through it enough that if I do put on blush, I don't need very much because the natural color of my skin, natural glow or natural rosiness of my cheeks is still there. And then and maybe whatever blush I use is just a touch to enhance that or pop that a little bit more. It's not to make me look human because I just coated my, my face with paint. So again, the three things to look at with foundation are matching your skin, the type of finish that works best on camera, and third, the type of coverage you want to use. So now that you've got foundation, let's talk about the blush. Okay, now here's the thing. In your everyday life, again, wear what you want, but on camera, you need to think about a few things. Number one, do I get nervous? And when I get nervous, do I get red in my cheeks? 
because if you do, putting on a blush may not be the best idea. So maybe skip it. Blush, highlighter, contour, and lipstick, I feel are all optional when it comes to doing self-tapes and going for auditions. And the reason why is because, like I just said, if you get really red when you get nervous, it's just going to be enhanced on camera with blush on your face. If you decide that you're going to use blush, make sure it is something that kind of melts into your skin and doesn't even seem to be there. One brand that I know does that really well, where you just sometimes think that I don't even have anything on, is the brand called Merit. The colors I've gotten from them, it barely shows up. It's just barely there. If you're going to do blush, make sure that you understand the best placement on your face where this is going to work. Where do you naturally see that color coming through? It's not necessarily that you're trying to make your cheekbones pop on screen. It is where does the natural color come through? So it's going to take some experimenting with that. And you may decide at the end of the day that with the makeup of foundation that you started with, that you may not even need it at all. So be willing to just skip that part if you don't need to. I also suggest if you are somebody over the age of 40, use a cream blush as opposed to using a powder blush. And now something controversial yet brave. You can completely skip highlight and contour. Here's why. Highlight highlights your wrinkles and It makes you super shiny on camera, not something you want. And contour, well, lighting in all self-tapes is not good. And so if you've gone and shaded yourself for contouring regarding the lights in your bathroom, sorry, it's not going to look good on camera, not in a self-tape session. So just skip them and move on. All right, and now on to the lips. There's no need to go put foundation over your mouth, then go get a a lip liner and a lipstick and a lip gloss just to paint a mouth on. You don't need to do that. Your natural mouth is fine. All that you really need to do is maybe just use chapstick or go get a sheer coverage lip gloss that maybe helps the color of your lips pop a little bit. And that's it. Don't complicate this. Don't get five different things for your lips when all you need is maybe just one. And finally, the eyes. We're going to keep it really easy. There's three things you need. The first is an eyeshadow palette that is matte and is neutral colors. The second thing you need is a good mascara. And the third thing is a color corrector. All that that color corrector is going to do is take out some of the darkness that you have on the inner corners of your eyes or under your eyes. It's just help you make your eyes look more awake. All right, a little word about powdering. All that you need to do with powder is take the shine off a little bit. And I say a little bit because there is a trend of baking your skin where you put on your foundation, then you put on a ton of powder, and then you brush it off. That's not what you need to do. All you need to do is go find a good translucent powder and pat it on areas where you seem to have a lot of extra shine. Maybe you have it on the top of your cheekbones. Maybe you have it on your nose, your chin, above your lip, on your forehead. That's it. You are not going to be heavy powder on your face. Just very gently pat it on the places where it's needed. And it's just a basic translucence powder. And you don't need to get crazy with this at all. This is not about following trends with makeup. 
in powder. It is just about you looking your best in front of the camera, which means you're just taking a little bit of the shine off. That's all you need to do. All right. And the last thing I really want to say about makeup is this. Everybody can wear makeup. Everybody's allowed to go buy makeup. Everybody's allowed to go match their skin tone. It does not matter. You are an actor. You are an artist. And if you need to put some makeup on to maybe make you look more awake, make you look more like you have an even tone, absolutely do so. I'm just giving you some guidelines. I do not care if you are male or female or non-binary. If you are gender fluid, it doesn't matter to me. None of that matters. What matters is that I want you to understand some basics of what casting directors, directors, producers look for in a headshot session, excuse me, in, in a, in a self tape, when they tell you to come in, they want to see you. And so that means that you need to come in there looking like what you would naturally look like in order for you to be cast. The only time it's different is when it says in the casting notice that you need to have specific kind of makeup on. Like I remember reading something in the past year where it said the woman wore makeup that didn't match her skin tone and it was just gauche. So that meant I had to go figure out a way to put gauche makeup on my face. That's it. This has nothing to do with somebody's gender at all. It has nothing to do with your personal expression. People want to see what you look like. So be willing to put yourself out there in a very natural makeup looking way. And it's just for the self tapes. If you get done with your self tape and you just go, I'm going to go put on some bright blue and turquoise makeup and some black lipstick. Go for it, honey. I am fine with that. I'm just letting you know that in self tapes, you want to keep it really natural. Okay, guys. And that is it for makeup. I put this in daily activities because it is not going to just get done in one day. You might be that fortunate, but if you're somebody who's starting from scratch and you don't know what to use, this could take a few times of getting it right. Also, it's going to be a while for you to play around with it enough to know how much you need to use, how you need to do it, how fast you can do it, because there might be a real time crunch and you may have to get this all done in 10 minutes. All right. So play around with this. Take some, take a day a once a week and just play around with your makeup so you're able to get it done really quickly. So when that self-tape comes up, you don't feel stressed about putting the makeup on. Okay, so let's talk wardrobe. Let's go have some fun with that, okay? And our first category is going to be commercial. Now commercial, you basically want to think brighter or primary colors or brighter jewel tone colors. That's more of what you want to always have on hand in your closet, all right? You can have coral, you can have salmon colored, but I'm going to tell you, hands down, the number one shirt that everybody will tell you to get, and I would advise you to get it because it works with everyone's skin tone, it makes everybody's eyes look better, is royal blue. Go get yourself a royal blue button-up shirt. That shirt will work across the board with commercial. So the second category that you would actually go shopping for is drama. You don't have to go shopping for comedy. Either you're going to be using your commercial outfit or you're going to be using one of your drama outfits. Why, you ask? Because comedy ranges from sitcoms and kids shows 
two dark comedy and dramedies, which would reflect the colors from your drama clothes. All right. So for drama, you might want to have a couple different things. You could have some lighter colors, but muted tones, which is like a nice soft pink, or you could have a nice light charcoal gray and also a light blue, kind of a dusty blue, if you will, but muted. Maybe even beige works in drama for lighter colors. And then also your darker colors, your navy, your maroon, your rich brown, forest green, that sort of thing. Having two separate things for drama is really helpful because if you are having a really heavy, gritty drama, you're probably going to lean towards your darker clothes. If you're playing maybe a lighter character or somebody who is bringing some humor to the situation, you have something in a lighter color that you would wear to that audition. And then also, if you're going up for something that is a dramedy, you then would use the lighter muted tones for the dramedy. Okay, so having a couple of different options for drama is extremely helpful. After drama, an outfits that you want to go shopping for is for uniform characters. And actually, you could use a lot of what you've bought for your uniform characters could actually be used for drama. They might even actually be useful with comedy and with commercial. Okay, and here's the thing. You want to get something that really just has serious broad strokes here. I have an outfit. It is a navy blue t-shirt, navy pants. That outfit works for cop. It works for security guard. It works for doctor, nurse, lab technician. It in the navy blue t-shirt I use as a base for mom when I put on a flannel and and also it's just it's just an easy go-to outfit to have handy, especially for all the things that I go out for. So having sort of a uniform look that's ready to go is essential for me. And I probably will be essential for anybody who's starting out because you're going to go for co-stars that just have the name of the occupation. All right. And if you have a look that goes up for military stuff, have a button up dark olive green shirt available. So you always have that to put on whenever you go up for those roles. And, and that could easily be used in your drama. Stuff that you would get for the uniform people could easily be used in other areas. It's not a waste to just go buy this basic look because you're going to use it very much across the board. And with that, you just want a couple of extra things handy for you to always have available. You want to have a nice blazer because you could be called in for a boss or a guy going out for an interview. You could be detective and putting on a blazer can translate detective really easily. The next thing you would want to have is a nice flannel. You could have a couple of them. You could have one in a bright colors. So you can have one in more muted tones. That look usually translates or reads as parent. There's always there's even a category in headshots called barbecue mom, barbecue dad, or soccer mom or something like that where you could use that really easily. You know, it also says blue collar if you want. So just go out there and buy a couple of flannels so you've got that in your closet and you're ready to go when that job for mom or dad or blue collar comes up. The last thing I want to say about wardrobe is going to be shoes. With shoes, make them comfortable. 
Shoes should always be comfortable. The last thing you need to be worried about or thinking about when you are in a self-tape audition or going out for an audition and you are trying to do your best performance is to be concerned about how much your feet are hurting right now. Get shoes that fit and are comfortable. Next, the, the only thing I would say about it is that the shoes you put on, you know, if you're going to go for a full body shot, make them make sense with the outfit you have on. If you're going to go for security guard, maybe get some black work shoes. If you're going to go for doctor or nurse, have some tennis shoes. If you're going to go for boss, go get some nice dress shoes. Just make your shoes make sense, especially if you are doing a full body shot. And that's really all I have to say about wardrobe. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is I remember those times when I was first starting and I was going for auditions and I didn't know what to buy and I was I was just so worried about it. It would be the thing I stressed out about the most. And, and now that I kind of have my basics of what I would wear for an audition, it's just a, that stress is gone. I don't have to be stressing about that. Trust me. The nerves for auditioning are going to be there. You don't need to add stress to it by not knowing what you're going to wear, by not having an organized set of clothes for what you're going to go up for. Of course, you're going to go up for things where you need to do more research into it and see what fits best, if there's better colors for you to be using. Of course, you're going to do that. But start with some basics. Have something easy. Have something you just reach in there and you've got it and you're good to go. Well, that's a wrap for today, guys. I wanted to share this stuff with you because I remember what it felt like when I was first starting out and not knowing what I should have on for makeup or clothes. But now that I've got it figured out what to do for makeup and I've got some set clothes to be wearing, I feel less pressure when I'm getting ready for an audition. I don't have to be figuring it out now. I've got it figured out and I wanted to share this with you. As always, I hope you are out there sharing your art with the world. I hope you are calling yourself an artist every day because you are. You are awesome. You are what this world needs. Thank you so much for joining me today, guys. Background music is Never Quit by Sunshine Coast. This has been Let's Get To It, a podcast to empower you as an artist.